Guys, welcome back. Hey, we want to talk to you. This is Steve Burton with Equity One. We want to talk to you about how, you know, how to buy real estate. You know, I'm not a realtor, I, but I teach people and have taught them about mortgages. The purchase of a house in your financial strategy is inc- incredibly important. In fact, I think it can lead to the single largest mistake, financial mistake that you'll ever make purchasing of a house. Now, I will also tell you that those millennials out there of you are marrying later, if ever. You're also purchasing a house later, if ever. So it's different than it used to be. It used to be if you come out of high school, get a job, maybe go to college, get out, go to work, eventually get married, start a family, there's the house. And then you have a house primarily for the rest of your life. And But the purchase of a house, especially with the prices of houses right now. Remember, I believe the first house my parents owned when we lived here in Virginia, I think the purchase price was about $11,000. Well, you can't even buy a, hardly buy a vehicle for $11,000 anymore. But, you know, incomes were much lower back then. You could buy a car for two or $3,000. But still, the purchase of a house continues to be a growing problem. And with all the granite countertops, the marble this, the big this, the pool in the backyard, these prices of these houses have gone up and up and up. Then you throw the interest in on a 30-year amortized loan, and it compounds the pain. We'll talk about that. Let me give you some ideas. Let's talk about now you're ready to buy a house, and you go out and buy it, and what do you do? Well, you're responsible. you got to have some money as a down payment. Perhaps you're a VA buyer, and that service to your country, they're going to allow you to go in with no money down. That's not a bad decision. In fact, we taught people for years, put the least amount of money down. But you got to manage the payment. you got to man- be able to afford to live in this house. But most of you just go and whatever the lender, whatever that mortgage professional, whatever the real estate professional tells you that they, you're qualified for, you're qualified for a $300,000 house, a $200,000 house, a $500,000 house. You're qualified for a million-dollar house. What do people have a tendency to do? They want their dream. They want the biggest house because that's where you're going to spend a great deal of their time raising their families, spending time with friends, building memories, and you hope it to be an investment. You hope to pay some money down, build some equity over time, optimize your interest right off on your 30-year mortgage. But what happens? We find that, found out in 2008 getting real estate wrong could lead to bad things. You buy a $400,000 house instead of a $300,000 house, then that difference in that payment, you lose your job, your income is reduced, your spouse's income is reduced, the kids need this, you can't travel there, it leads, it's a snowball. It, my point is you buy too much house, you listen to just the lenders, you listen just to the realtors, you just buy the house on emotion without thinking about the financial investment. It's an investment. It's a purchase, but it's an investment. You want to build any investment. Well, why do we think about the houses differently? Because, again, we see ourselves living there. We see our friends coming over, status symbols sometimes. And so you think about that. But what are the financial impact? And running some numbers, a couple came in to see me not long ago, and their careers were on their way. They were in their 30s, late 30s, come out of school, and now established in a family, got a couple kids, and they needed to go into or they thought they needed to move into a bigger house. Their friends were doing it. It made common sense. Your income's up, couple promotions. Let's move from a $300,000 house into a $500,000 house. 
been pre-qualified, got money, the extra $900 a month, they could well afford that. That's what the lenders told them. But I said, well, let's look at the whole mathematical equation instead of just where you want to live. I said, let's take a look and look as though you might stay here. Or let's say you moved into a, first we'll talk about staying in the house they're in and the difference of moving up to that $500,000 house. Current mortgage, $1,400 and some change a month. New mortgage on the new house, about $2,500 a month. Big difference, right? Let's go, I'm going to call it, we'll call it $1,000 a month. It could be $900, $1,000, depending on the interest rate. Let's call it $1,000, $12,000 a year. They could afford that. Their incomes went up. They got some promotions, right? But let's say even if they can't afford it, $1,000 a month going to the mortgage, how much of that payment in the early years is interest? 60, 65% of it. If it's a 6% loan, it's about 80% of it is, is interest. But and it's years before you're paying any substantial principal. So think about it. So it's not going to pay in principal. It's going to pay in the interest, the front end loaded interest on an amortized loan. $1,000 a month, $12,000 a year. That's $1,000 a month they don't have to entertain themselves on. That's $1,000 a month that they don't have to save for that family vacation every year, taking the kids to Disney World. So now they got to put it on credit cards in some cases. They got to finance that, those trips. And they're constantly, now they go from being that wealth creator to being a spender. Getting in that cycle because they bought a little bit too big a house. And now let's think about retirement. They could have invested $1,000 a month, additional money, into an account, their retirement accounts, in the market, whatever it might be. And over time, over the next 30 years, what would it be? $2 million? Two and a half, three million dollars. Depending on their interest rate, it's hard to tell, but let's say it's two million dollars in additional monies they would have had had they stayed in the smaller house. Well, it's not feasible. I know they got to move up, but let's say instead of a let's say instead of moving into a five hundred thousand dollar house, they move into a four hundred thousand dollar house. Now the difference of the payment, let's call it, let's call it, you know, six thousand dollars a year. Six thousand dollars a year difference in payments. $500 a month, $6,000 a year in payments. So now at retirement, had they invested, it stayed in the, moved to a $400,000 house instead of the $500,000 house. They invested that money. Now may, maybe they have an extra million, million two, million five. Now they have more money to, when they have an emergency, they build it over there because it wasn't going to interest on the loan. Buying a house has a ripple effect. It affects your lifestyle. It gets you on, even if you're on a good track, get you to be in a spender because now you're having to use the credit cards to pay for those things that you want and your kids need. And it also doesn't allow you to save money for college education and plan and strategize for that. So hope you love the house because you got to probably spend a lot of your vacations there unless you're wanting to gamble your future and spend your future dollars and, and putting those vacations and new cars on credit cards and borrowing on, on uh, debt and having to pay it back over and over again. The single largest mistake that people make is on the purchase of a house. Think about it, not just where you want to live. Think about the monthly payment. Get a compounded interest calculator out and look at what that payment would cost you. Look at how much interest on that newer house, that bigger house. Just the interest difference over the next 30 years. The lenders don't want you to know that. They only want to help you sell the house. They sell the dream. They sell the sizzle. They sell, they want you to buy. Can you see yourself living here? They know if they get you thinking like that, they got you. But it could wreck your finances is my point. Think about one house, 
or two houses or however many houses you end up owing, strategizing around the mortgage, how you pay for it, how much money you put down affects your lifestyle, affects where you end up in the future. Are you going to build wealth or are you going to start and get stuck in the middle somewhere? I'm not telling you not to buy the million dollar house. I just want you to take a breath, run it through some calculators, sit down with somebody in the financial services industry that will tell you the straight story instead of just what you want to hear. Guys, another podcast here at Steve Burton's Money School. Check us out. Watch some of our videos, some of our web content on our steveburtonsmoneyschool.com. We have ongoing classes, some short ones once a month, college without student loans, how to get out of debt, understanding Social Security benefits, tax deferred versus tax free and other topics, stevebertonsmoneyschool.com. Hope you got a little bit out of this. Think about buying the house before you go make the purchase. Don't make an emotional, just an emotional decision. Yes, we want you to live in a safe place. Yes, we want it to be a great experience for you, but it also is a great big financial decision you got to make. Steve Burton from Equity One signing off. Hopefully you got a little bit out. We'll talk to you soon.